Welcome to The Culture Lane, where we explore the products, people, and services driving the shifting world of automotive and mobility. Here, we take a different route when navigating the changing transportation landscape. So settle in, buckle up, and let the journey begin. There is arguably no vehicle in the world more recognizable than the Jeep Wrangler. Sure, there have been many that have adopted some of the Wrangler's design cues over the years, but the iconic Jeep still ranks as one of the most distinguishable vehicles on the road and one of the most popular as well. A lot of the Jeep Wrangler's appeal has been rooted in its legendary capabilities as an off-road vehicle and the fact that there are so many ways to personally tailor the experience of owning a Wrangler. A key element of that ownership experience lies in the range of exterior paint colors available for the Jeep, which includes a palette of options to fit just about any personality. Whether you want an in-your-face bright and bold Wrangler or a more subtle take on the Jeep, reminiscent of its military heritage, there is a factory Wrangler paint scheme that fits the bill. The 2024 Wrangler model lineup, which we recently had a chance to experience both on-road and off on some rugged terrain in St. George, Utah, is available in 11 exterior colors, including Earl, Firecracker Red, Granite Crystal, Silver Zenith, High Velocity, Hydro Blue, Sarge, Bright White, Black, and two new colors for 2024, Bikini and Anvil. In this episode of The Culture Lane, LaCheryl Turner, VP of Advanced Color and Materials at Stellantis, gives us some behind-the-scenes insight on the processes involved in designing colors and surface materials for the Wrangler, and the approach to color that she envisions driving the future of the Jeep as even more competitors entered a segment. LaCheryl, thank you for joining us on The Culture Lane. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. LaCheryl, uh, first, let me say this, that it has been really exciting just watching your career um, at Stellantis. One of the things that that I've always kind of wondered um, is what, what influences and inspires you as a designer? Well, first, I have to thank you for that, Marcus. I feel like I've grown up here at Stellantis throughout my uh, design career. It's been an awesome journey. Uh, For me as a designer, and I can also say for my team, is that we're inspired by everything. I think probably when you talk to other designers, we're pretty much in the same world of where we get our inspiration from. For us, we get our inspiration from everything around us, first of all, right? For sure, architecture, products, of course, apparel, especially sports, uh, sportswear, footwear. But for us, too, we also get inspired by our different things around the world as far as different cultures, right? Because we know, for instance, with apparel or fashion, that they their turnover time is so quick, right? And we're in automotive. We're not as fast. So our inspiration has to have a little bit longer, a little bit a longer shelf life. 
Has that has that changed at all since? Because uh, granted, the mere fact that that you're making automobiles definitely changes the dynamics of the speed in which you are uh, creating products. But it has changed some with with more technology. Has the fact that the pace of that development has changed to some degree, has that impacted how you are able to grasp sort of those things in culture, those things that influence and inspire the team you and the, the team as a designer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as the world changes, technologies um, push forward, we're changing with it as well. I would say that because we, you know, I think what our customers see is what, you know, what's on the road right now, but we design, you know, into the future. So our inspiration and um, what we're inspired by also, we filter that to be available um, to inspire us on our products that we're designing in the future. Meaning um, a lot of things that, you know, that we work on because we just don't do paint. We do everything for color materials. We say everything that the customer can see or touch on the vehicle. We've had some type of influence on it. And then, of course, we're just not doing it by ourselves. Right. It's our suppliers that are helping us along that way. So to your point, we are doing some things that are faster paced than what we we used to do for sure. in years past. What what um what are the biggest challenges when it comes to. Um, working with the team and deciding what influences and and aspirations um, or inspirations uh, as a designer that you're using. What is that process like when you're sort of sifting through all of that and seeing what's doable, what is it? I think the biggest challenge, Marcus, is the sifting, right? (laughs) It's almost almost like, you know, you moved into a new home, you're going to decorate it, but there's so many choices. There's so many things that you want to, you know, put into your new home, but you can't, you know, you've got to limit yourself. And I think that's our biggest um, challenge as a designer, especially with an automotive is limiting, not limiting or restricting ourselves, but kind of selecting what's best for that vehicle that we're currently working on or what really fits that lifestyle, because we come across so many awesome um, materials. And also we're influenced by so many things for color, especially for exterior paint. So it's really working out what's best for that program, that product. But for us, the biggest challenge is, you know, what can we use right now? And what do we kind of want to save for later? But saving for later is like a whole nother world, right? Right, right. If we can, I'd like to zero in on um, the Jeep brand um, and more specifically, sure. maybe Wrangler. Um, yeah. Because of the legacy of, of the nameplate, um, because of the popularity, what is the process that goes into sort of of building on that legacy when it comes to color and materials. So, you know, I love all our products here at Stellantis, but Wrangler is by far my favorite. <laughs> so whoever's here, and I'm sorry. But for us, you know, <laughs> you know, I think Wrangler for us, especially, I don't know if you hear the excitement of my voice. Is yeah, I can, so, I can hear a, it. <laughs> it's such a cool product to work on, especially for exterior paint color, especially because that, that, the Wrangler carries any color. And it, and when I say that, meaning that any color we put on it, it just looks so great. It's so awesome. And that's all to do with the design of the Wrangler. But with Wrangler, I mean, it's iconic, right? So for sure, we always have our staple, our uh, what we call our iconic core palette that's always there existing for Wrangler. But for Wrangler, what really is exciting is the, the impact colors or the colors that are unexpected that we place there for our customers, right? And the, the Wrangler customer is so strong. They're so in tune to color, right? We've had moments where we've, you know, 
taken a color out of our color palette and we've get gotten such a high demand to bring it back. So for us, for Wrangler, it, it really is about the exterior color palette. And of course, with that comes the naming of those colors. And how do you go about naming the colors? Marcus, I can actually tell you that is one of our most favorite times um, is when we when we name the colors. Um, and seriously, we all get together. We are around the color panels, the boards. And it's, it's you know, the color materials team is the exterior design um, team um, for Wrangler. We're still talking Wrangler. And we are actually really, we've got boards and walls going with names. It's, it's a lot of fun. Some names don't make it. Some are kind of like, yeah, we better not name that color that. So, I mean, you can see out there, we've got like Earl, High Velocity, we've got Sarge. I mean, the naming part of the colors is, um, is really spectacular for us. And I feel like we're influencing some of our competitors because I've seen some of them trying to up their name game. But um, for us, um, there's been so many good ones that, you know, we can't put out there. But for us, the naming part is for sure the best. And what do you do? Uh, what do you do with the names that, that you're like, oh, no, we could never use that. Do you just secretly sort of store them away for laughs or later? Um, they are stored away, but it's not a secret. We actually have a wall in the color material studio with some of the names on there. And it's funny. We were actually talking about one of the names the other day um, after a meeting. So, yeah. So we still hold on to them. How has competition in in the segment changed how you approach the entire color process? So for sure, I know we know that with everything there is competition. I would like to say that, hey, we're leading a charge for color for some of our competitors that are in the same world um, as Wrangler or in the same field. I think it really, really pushes us to be more ahead of the curve with, with regards to color. And I can see us all out there influencing each other, meaning, you know, us and our competitors. Um, but for us, I like to say that, hey, Wrangler has been leading a charge in that color world. Right. You look at some of those fun colors that we have out there, not just fun, too, because we've got our other colors that are on Wrangler. So let me give you a couple examples. Like we've got that bikini space that's really out there is loud. But we also have got that more serious tone of Sarge that kind of takes you back to that heritage space of Wrangler. That's a green space. So I think we're pushing each other competitively. But I really feel that Wrangler is still one step ahead, especially with regards to exterior color. Is it, does the fact that, that the palette that you can do so much from a color standpoint with, with a vehicle like the Wrangler, does that create, create some challenges in terms of what you do? Or is it just the flexibility that makes it more exciting to do stuff? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly, because we do have such a great color palette for Wrangler and it's always our intention or we are intentional to keep that momentum going with regards to color for Wrangler. I also think that, it, you know, I think you asked me earlier that some of the not restrictions was what are some of the challenges? I think, yeah, I think for us with Wrangler, especially is, you know, when we talked about sifting through is that, hey, we've got so many great colors that we know we can place on Wrangler, but it's always about the timing, right? And all, and, and let's be real, we're building vehicles and it's how we bring those colors in, you know, as part of that process. You know, we can't have 35 colors out there for Wrangler. So it's really important for us as we work every year to keep that momentum going, to keep that excitement out there for our customers. Does um, the exterior color, uh, of course, I, I would only imagine that in the in the process of designing and, and sort of mapping this out, 
that the exterior color influences the interior color or does that change to some degree uh, with Wrangler because of the flexibility of the palette? Yeah, I think they kind of go hand in hand. Of course, you know, like with any products, I think that when you, you know, you know, the designers are doing their work, they're designing that that product, the Wrangler's there. And then we always say the customer, the first thing you see when you're walking up to a product is the color, right? It's almost like, you know, when, you, when you're searching for a home, what's capturing your attention is the outside first before you get to the interior. But, you know, as we're doing these unique color spaces, you know, like I mentioned bikini before, but we've even got a color out there now called high velocity. That color is pretty bright, it's bold, it's out there, it's a yellow that's in your face, like you can see it from a block away. So, you know, when we're designing a color like that, we've also got to think about, hey, what's going on in the interior, right? So we've got to make sure that, you know, even though we've got this great exterior color lineup that we are still thinking about the interior because there's certain axes on the interior. They need to speak the same language or they need to work harmonious together. What's your, um, I'm going to really put you on the spot now. So what's your, <laughs> what's your favorite color on the uh, Wrangler? Oh, okay. So don't judge, but, <laughs> but um, my personal Wrangler is actually all blacked out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but right now my favorite curl- color is Earl. I think Earl, I don't know if you know about Earl or if you've seen Earl yes, out there. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. Because Earl takes us away from where we were with our steam gray solid space. That was, you know, a solid gray. This takes gray to a different type of level. Level is giving you the hint of a green, almost like a green gray. And I think Earl just, it just gives you a different kind of feeling, a different kind of emotion. Because as we know, Marcus, color, exterior color is all about emotion, right? It's the feeling. This distinction of the design. So right now for me, Earl is out there. But then again, we also have high velocity. So you've got two kind of colors that are out there giving you two different types of emotions. You know, you you, you mentioned the, the color and emotions. Does does the, the, the sort of transition into um, electric vehicles, does that, does that um, require sort of a different strategy from, from a color material standpoint? Well, more, more specifically color. Yeah, I can honestly say that, you know, I think years back that, you know, when when electric vehicles, I mean, they've been out there, but you you look at some of the vehicles that are out there and the colors, you know, they can't they first came out with more pure colors or I can say, you know, you've seen a lot of blues or the whites and things like that. And I think the one thing you notice in our palette, our lineup, we try not to restrict ourselves because just because you're driving an electric vehicle, why can't you still have that emotional, that connection, that tie? You may see a special, you know, color offered um, for that that vehicle. But for us, we're like, hey, why can't you have that full lineup of color? So let's let's talk about the transition into more on, on the luxury side. I'm going to stick with Jeep here um, from the okay. nameplate and, and go to Grand Wagoneer. So in making like I'm going to be like, I I can only imagine. But I guess that's the beauty in what you and your team do is that if you're going from the excitement of having this full palette (laughs) that you can work (laughs) with with Wrangler um, and then going to this rather limited, I would imagine, limited palette in some degree when it comes to color, um, it can be that can be a little bit challenging or a little bit different in the transition. Um, but, yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mark. No, but I was going to say, but I mean, again, this is coming from someone that doesn't really understand your world <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, we're still in the family, right? Oh, right. Jeep. But we're talking about Grand Wagoneer, right? Different type of feeling, different type of customer base. For instance, I wouldn't say that we would take that high velocity color and put that on a Grand Wagoneer, right? right. So we're we're like you mentioned, we're going more into that luxury world or luxurious feeling. And you'll see some of the colors that we offer on that palette have that more jewel tone, that more sophisticated feeling to it. For instance, we've got our River Rock color space. There was the ember that was there. So more kind of mysterious, more dark, more smoky. But when the sun hits it, you get a whole different world or awakening of, wow, there's a, that's a different color space. So yeah, we're approaching it at two different ways for sure, right? There are two different two different vehicles, two different customer base, but also two different emotions that you feel when you walk up towards a Grand Wagoneer versus when you're walking up towards a Wrangler. So when 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 you have your team working um, um, perhaps on two, like a Jeep Wrangler and uh, something tied to the Wagoneer at the same time, those would be separate teams or would the teams cross over like and just have to make that transition on their own? How does that work? Yeah. So the one beauty about our team, we're small and mighty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so different. So you are probably going to cross over if you're working on maybe on a Wrangler and a Grand Wagoneer, but actually those two specific designers, but we still work together, right? So we know what Wrangler's doing. We know what Grand Wagoneer is doing. We're looking overall at our overall portfolio to make sure, for instance, we still have some showroom consistency, for instance, you'll see that they will always have the same core colors, meaning maybe the same white space or silver space, so that at least there's some connection to that brand. Um, does does the How much impact does the sort of consumer feedback have on how you approach the process? A lot. Actually, you know how I mentioned bikini earlier, we tried removing that space to okay. bring something yeah, different in. Right. And we did bring something different in. We had we received so much feedback of, hey, can you please bring that color space back for Wrangler? So we did, right? So we do listen to our customers. And for instance, like when we, we put Tuscadero out there, I think that the sales for that at that moment when it came available were like just off the charts, right? So we do pay attention to our customer responses. responses. And hey, sometimes we, we you, know, er, I, you know, everything's not just roses. Sometimes we do get some feedback like, hey, what were you guys thinking about that color or their name? So we do take all the feedback to heart. Okay. So, and then just out of curiosity, so I've, I've always been curious about this. How do you assess like, um, when you're getting that kind of feedback from 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 customer from customers or consumers or potential consumers, um, what you use uh, and what you don't, like what is what is that process like for you and your team? For instance, when I said like we're bringing back a color, yeah, right? take that for example. You bring it back a color, or the, you get a request from I don't know how many consumers saying, "Hey, we wish you would bring back this particular color." or this particular inside or, or ex- exterior or interior feature. Right. So if we, if we focus on exterior, you know, it's not just the color materials department by ourselves. So of course we, we, we come together, we have a gathering with all teams 
that have a great hand and influence in the decision. So really working closely with the brand and program teams and also marketing. Right. We also look, you know, how did that color? How did that color do when we had it out there? And, you know, pretty much there's no color that did wrong or or is doing or has done wrong on Wrangler. So it's pretty much we come together as a group and we work. Hey, when can we bring that color back in? Maybe it may run for a short moment. Maybe we may bring it in on a buzz model as an opportunity, but it is important to us. As as the vehicles be um, um, become more uh, technologically advanced, if you will, and I'm speaking more of the of the tech inside of the vehicle, right? And when I say inside, I'm thinking of you know infotainment, uh, Mm -hmm. those kind of features. Um, Do you work hand in hand with those teams when you're sort of mapping out? Uh, color materials, the general idea of color materials? Oh, yes, for sure. You know, people may think that I'm just saying this, but we do really work together, all the teams within design office. When we're working on new programs or our current programs, we all, we're working together. So let's say, you know, we're, we're, we're proposing or showing our new colors that we're proposing for Wrangler. We make sure all teams are aware of what we're doing because everything has to work together and, it, and we're influencing each other. You know, so we, we are working all um, very well together. So, for instance, you may see some of our color inspiration that inspires UX um, on the screens. Right. For instance, in, in Wrangler, um, there is a screen that comes up. So we've worked with them hand in hand. Is there a particular in and this is this is more uh, not necessarily for your from a team perspective, but from your personal stand, uh, perspective, has there been a, a challenge or something that that you faced um, within, and it doesn't even necessarily um, have to be with within your position now. But something that you changed or a challenge that you faced that changed how you think about um, colors and material, and and your job, and how you how you tackle the challenges associated with your job. Has there been a pivotal moment of something like, ah, and it's caused you to rethink some things? I can't specifically say, especially with regards to design. I do know that there are moments, you know, like we talked earlier about, again, the sifting through, like how much can we really do? I think the pivotal moment is, you know, it's almost like, you know, for instance, at Christmas for those who celebrate Christmas, you know, growing up, you want to wake up on Christmas morning and you want like, 500 presents under the tree, <laughs> right. right? 500 maybe extreme. <laughs> right. Well, we'll take 500. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, but maybe, hey, you're only, you may have nothing under your tree. But so it's right. almost like we approached, or for color materials, it's almost like that for us. There's so many things that we want, but there's a point in your career where you learn or you not learn, but you're adapting to not just how you're working, how you're operating or what you're working with, but you learn what's really important. So now when we're designing, hey, what's our most important material or content that we want to put out there for our customer for or for this vehicle? I think it's not more so a pivotal moment, but it's almost like pivotal pivotal and growing up at the same time, but all of us together, if that makes sense. Right. In in, in closing, Cheryl, um, what does the, the future from a color material standpoint look like for uh, the Jeep Wrangler specifically and the Jeep? brand overall i think the future i mean i know we hear the term the future is bright i think beyond bright i think it's pretty awesome 
I know that we are doing some really great, spectacular things, not just with color materials, just overall for the brand and especially for Wrangler. I'm really excited, of course, you know, we're talking about color, so I'm really excited for the customers and even for you, Marcus, to see what's gonna come next as far as the color palette for Wrangler. I think we are really um, continuing to push beyond traditional materials and really focus on what's the next step and, you know, tapping into technology, right? What can we do also with paint or some of our other materials tapping into the future of what technology can do for us? Wow. Great insight. Thanks again, LaCheryl, for joining us on the Culture Lane and hope to have you back soon. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you for having me. Now, on to the next journey.